Welcome to Serial from Farmerama. This is a bonus episode featuring an extended interview with Scotland the Bread Miller, Connie Hunter. Okay, yeah, so my name's Connie and I work as a miller manager for Scotland the Bread here at Bowhouse. So it's my job to mill all the flour and try and sell it to as many people as possible. <laughs> I found out about the role through the estate manager here and he thought it would be a good fit for me because I was running the market garden just 100 metres down the track. I thought, well, I don't know anything about milling. I don't know anything about wheat. How can I do that job? <laughs> but we had a conversation and it seemed that it was more important that you cared about sustainable food and that you could be an advocate for the flour and all the milling technical kind of stuff you can learn if you're a practical person so that's how I ended up doing it. Great and can you just tell me a bit about the The mill? Yes. Yeah. This is a Zentrofan mill which is a German model and I think it's the only one in the country. Sorry if there's someone else who's got a Zentrofan mill. Basically it's really great technology because it's just one piece of volcanic rock with a hole in the middle and there's a motor underneath which pumps air up through the hole and the grain falls down into that hole and kind of gets spun around like a cyclone. So it kind of grinds itself against the stone, which is good for a lot of reasons. One is there's no moving parts, there's no stones grinding against each other with then you've got a risk of sparks and fires and that kind of stuff. So because of that, it's safer so I can leave it on overnight. It's designed to be on 24 seven. So that's one of the really good things about it. The other thing is that then it doesn't create that same heat, so it preserves the nutritional value of the flour much better. You know, we sort of nowadays think of flour as a product that we have in the back of our cupboard. It's been there for months and months, but actually, in terms of the nutritional qualities, it's better if you can use it as soon as it's milled. People seem to understand that now about like coffee and grinding freshly ground coffee beans. We're really trying to get people to think about flour as a fresh product again. So I only mill to order, really. I don't ever have a stock sitting here um, to try and get it to customers as fresh as possible. Our best before date is three months from the date of milling to really try and push that message home to people. And so just because the mill is smaller, we just do smaller batches. And because we're doing different varieties, it allows me to chop and change between them depending on what people have ordered. You know, I don't do a ton of one kind and then have it sitting around for ages. Cool. Okay. And can you tell me a bit about the varieties or the different the different flowers that you produce at the moment? So we have been just doing three different kinds of wheat. They're all heritage Scottish varieties: Hunters, Rouge d'Ecosse, and Golden Drop. And those first ones that we were milling were grown in East Lothian by Mungo's Wells. But now, because we moved here to the Balkaski Estate, we have been last year we grew those three same grains again, but also some spring ones and rye um, and some Swedish ones as well. And so those grains I'm starting to mill now, I've moved over to the Rouge de Cosse and the Hunters from last year's grain, and we're selling rye to some bakeries as well. So we're yet to decide, I think, what to do about some of the other ones. There seems to be quite a market for the Olands, People seem to be talking quite a lot about that. <laughs> um, among bakers, it seems to be quite popular. But those are, at the minute, my day-to-day production is just those three three varieties of wheat and, and the rye. But I think in terms of how different they are, there's not loads of difference. The rouge and the golden drop, I think, have got the same genetic heritage. So they're quite similar to each other, and the hunters is a little bit lighter. 
but in the end what we might do is a you know a blend like a heritage scottish blend just because obviously there's a lot of work that goes into keeping all the batches separate uh to preserve the integrity of what you're selling as a as a separate variety so if they're not that different from each other then maybe we might blend them but you know we have work with a lot of bakers who really love the rouge for example so if they want to keep just doing that then we'll you know we'll do that on that note actually what's been the sort of reception from i guess both customers here at bow house and then also bakers around about so the reception has been fantastic basically i'm now sort of struggling to keep up with the orders people are really really keen we are working with quite a few different bakeries in Scotland. We're working with E5 Bakery in London. We send a pallet down to them once every three weeks. We also now supply Green City, the wholesaler in Glasgow, and yeah, direct to to various different bakeries who are closer. But the main problem for us is that flour is a heavy product, so the shipping is kind of expensive. So we're always trying to find ways of piggybacking on other deliveries. We're working with a bakery in Comrie called Wild Hearth who are using some of our flour and they are kindly, you know, on their delivery routes, they might take some flour for us. So just trying to find creative ways to work together because we've got the same kind of goals and to keep everyone's costs down. We sell online on our online shop to individuals and um, at the Bowhouse Market as well. So, you know, bakers who are committed to baking real bread and, and sourdough bread love it and, you know, keep coming back for more members of the public who we meet on the market even if they don't know that much about baking they can tell that the flavor is really different and is is definitely something that they haven't experienced with other flowers before so yeah the response has been really brilliant what do you see as the kind of direction of travel or the trajectory what where how do you see things developing over the next few years so we've got really exciting things happening quite soon because the mill is going to be upscaled in a way so we're going to get a bigger hopper and a bigger bin so that I can do more at once with the current capacity that it's at I don't have the really the the resources to expand our our customers you know the the deliveries that we're doing I don't have that much capacity to increase right now but once we have a bigger hopper we're going to go up to 125 kilos then we'll be able to you know there's loads of people who are interested all around the country I'll be able to supply them with flour in a way that I haven't been able to before. And I mean, we're so new that I think it's just going to keep building. People are going to talk to their friends about it. And so many people, so many individuals actually who come back is because their friend got it for them as a present. And, you know, so I can really see it, that kind of ripple effect. And definitely people seem to be talking more about grain and, and real bread now. So I think, I think we're well placed to, to get our message out there and make an impact now. I'm curious, actually, have you done any work with, say, local schools or kind of that sort of outreach? We have worked with Bowhouse on a couple of different events. They work with the Royal Highland Education Trust, do education days. Um, and so we just, yeah, we did have different groups of kids in, showing them how to clean the grain and, and how the mill works and talking to them about different ways of milling and, you know, where their flour comes from. But we also have a, another project, which is our Soil to Slice project where community groups and schools can grow grain as a sort of trial and the idea is then they can actually bake their own bread with it in the end so yeah we're working with a couple of schools on that project but really we'd like to have more funding to be able to do that in a in a more concrete way because there's so many things you could do with that it's just the time and the resources to do it.
Cereal is possible thanks to generous support from the Roddick Foundation. Subscribe to Farmerama to hear the rest of the series. You can find us on your favourite podcast app, on SoundCloud, or at farmerama.co. If you enjoy the series, please do spread the word. And if you'd like to support Farmerama, visit patreon.com forward slash Farmerama. Serial is produced and edited by me, Katie Ravel, with Abby Rose and Joe Barrett. Susie McCarthy and Hannah Sutherland also worked on the series. Our theme music is by Owen Barrett. A huge personal thank you to everyone who's helped make and share Serial. Thank you.